we're upgrading the intros. How y'all doing today? This is Soul Sister Therapy, Childhood Trauma Podcast. I am your host, Plum Queen. I am Taquita. Scorpio. All right. right. And we appreciate y'all giving y'all time and your energy and, you know, coming to help and heal with us. Okay. Now our sister, um, Misha, uh, she has some other things that she needed to take care of. You know how we do, you know, spirit got it. We got to move how spirit needs us to. So, you know, we're going to hold it down for sis. Okay. So today that also gives our sister Scorpio son her shine. Okay, we are going to be um, highlighting some of your experiences and, you know, I'm saying in the hopes that this is going to help others, you know, identify their issues, help them on their process so we can all heal together. All right. Now, I'm just going to throw in a little commentary, you know, what I'm saying once in a while. So, yes, this, this, this is you. So let's get it. Hey, y'all. What's up? Hope y'all having a good Saturday. Um so I'm just going to hop into my story and just kind of give y'all a little background on me and pretty much the premise of, of course, this show is to um, heal, of course, after you identify your trauma. Um, and we're kind of in a segment of where we are focusing on what affected us personally in our life and how, of course, how we overcame it and things like that. So my personal experience um, and what my childhood trauma was for me was um, physical abuse um, at the hand of me, my siblings, and my mother. Um, when I was younger, I was five, six, seven, eight years old, um, my mom uh, met my stepdad and, um, you know, just like any other situation, you know, you, you wake up one minute, nobody's there the next day, you know, somebody's there. So, you know, she was entertaining him and he quickly kind of just like, you know, <clears throat> inserted himself in our lives, um, made it known that, you know, kind of like it was almost like, of course, looking back on it now, I, I, I can see it, the signs. And but at the time, of course, being a child, you don't know no better. Um, and, you know, he came in and quickly inserted himself in, in our lives and made it to the point where he, you know, was like, I'm y'all dad. You know what I'm saying? Me, my sister, my brothers, we all have separate fathers. So um, their fathers were not around. I probably rarely ever seen them. My dad, he will come, um, but I never really had like a really a close knit relationship with my dad. Like I would see him, I'll go over there, but it would just I would spend more time with his, you know, his wife and their kid, his, you know, her kids than I did with him. Like I seen them and then I didn't, you know, so. It was never those talks, those father, you know, daughter talks and, you know, things like that, you know. So anyways, it kind of started um, with like control. Like I didn't see it all. I didn't really see it until I seen it. You know, me being a child, you know, I would hear the arguments. I would hear all of that. And then I would hear the tussling and the fighting and the screams and things like that. So it kind of just went from it just kind of like came out of nowhere and it just started happening. Then it started with the control of, you know, me and my siblings and things like that. Um, Mind control over my mom, you know, taking things from her. Um, Drugs were involved. It was just so much craziness going on. Um, But the significant things that stood out the most for me um, 
you know, just like being in a situation, you know, hindsight, looking at it now, you know, I can understand or, you know, I can kind of get it. But at the time, you know, I just didn't understand why me and my siblings had to go through what we went through. Um, and I did blame my mom a lot because, you know, she had all the control and power to have us in those situations. And with physical abuse, it's a controlling thing. You know, you think you're in love or you feel like you're in love and you are scared to let something go that is hurting you and it's not good for you. And my mom just constantly kept going back. Um, my family got involved. But, you know, with family after so much, you know, and the person keeps going back, it's only so much they can do, right? They can interfere. But if the person's going to keep going back and keep doing the same thing, it's just like people get to the point where they like they throw their hands up. So it was just like a constant back and forth. Um, he would put his hands on her. Um, he would abuse me, my sister, my brother, my I think my brother, and my sister got the, you know, the really tough end of it because they were like a little bit misfits. They get in trouble in school. Like I was like the one that was like, you know, kind of trying to stay on the straight and narrow. So I would see them get the bulk of it a lot. Um, you know, especially my brother, you know, he would like literally put his hands on my brother, punch him in his chest, just different things like that and call him a fag. Just, just different. Like it was just like emotional abuse, disrespect. Um, he literally would make me and my sister like exercise and things like that. So then things will come from like stemming from like, you know, personal appearance and how I look and how I feel about myself. And because my mother was, you know, a little bigger when she was younger. So he was like on her about it. And then I guess he thought that we would follow suit. So it was just like a, like forcing us to like do certain things and whatever. Um, he also sold drugs. Um, that was, very evident to us. He even had us partake in um, bagging drugs and all of that, like just different stuff. He also um, fought dogs. So we will literally be sleeping in our beds and we would hear nothing but dogs barking and the, the you know, the sounds of dogs in, in our basement. And then we would have to go down there and smell the stench of blood and clean up blood off the floors and this, you know, you know, throw away dead dogs. Like, this is like the stuff that I had to go through, you know, and I just, it got to the point where what kind of took me to the point where I actually finally ran away for the first time is, um, it was a situation. I don't know what was going on. Um, and I kind of got in trouble. I think I was on the phone. I wasn't supposed to be. My mom was literally right there. And he looked at me and he was like, well, you weren't supposed to be on the phone, da, 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 da. And I never thought that this was like something that really happens in real life. But literally, he slapped me so hard that I literally urinated myself. And I've never that's never, ever happened to me before. And it was like just a fear came over me and I was just scared. And I just I couldn't even sleep that night. I just made up in my mind that I'm not going to be here anymore. So I literally ran away, went to my grandma's house. And when I was there, of course, I love my grandma to the death because she did everything she could to really kind of keep us from that, me and my brothers and sisters, even my mom. Um, and so I, when I was there, I literally contemplated suicide so many times. I just would sit there with a knife to my wrist, wanted to end it all, crying like constantly. Um, 
I didn't have really access to any kind of medications, but the medications I did, I was just like, I'm about to take all of this. So I literally commit, you know, contemplated suicide on several occasions. Um, and I just was like, the only thing that really got me through that time, to be honest, to where I just really didn't go through with it is because I just was really in this energy of like knowing that it was something bigger. It was something more than this, you know? And at that time being 14, 15, 16 years old, it's like, I'm just like, I just kept saying, this is like, why do I have to live this life? You know, why do I have to keep going through this? And it was just really tough, you know, because as a child, you can't do anything. You're like forced to be in the situation at the hands of your parents, you know? And I remember my mom coming and she was like, you don't got a choice. You got to come back home. I did not want to go back. And not even two seconds after I walked in the door, he literally threatened my life and told me if I was to call the police again, he was going to kill me. Like literally all of these things. And I'm like, I'm, it was just crazy. Like I got my life threatened on multiple occasions. My mom will constantly keep going back to him. And it, it was like, I felt like she was putting him before us. Like she seen the abuse just all of this at like, she was, she was in the midst of it too. Like it was happening to her, but it was almost like she was brainwashed. Like she was just holding on to a situation that was not good for her or her children. Um, one of the want situations that really stuck out to me to where it was just like something I would never forget life changing. Um, he actually got to the point where he pulled a gun out on her and he pulled a gun to her head and I seen it. And as a child, you know, you don't know no better. And the only thing I could think was run. Me and my brother literally ran out the house. I believe my cousin was outside in her car waiting and my mom was still there. My sister, bless her heart. She's such a brave soul. And she literally <clears throat> stand in between the situation. I literally left and all I kept the only thing I can really, re really remember is looking up to in the house, sitting in the car, looking up at the house in that same at the window in the room that they were in, just waiting for a flash or waiting to hear the sound of a gunshot like that. It's like I was just sitting there just like he's going to pull that gun, that trigger. So luckily he didn't. And my sister and my mom came out and but she went back to him again after that. My mom didn't really leave the situation until I was grown. I had kids of my own. But right before that happened, all of the um, anger and the fear turned into frustration. Well, all of the fear turned into frustration and anger. And I just got to the point where I was about 16, 17 years old. I just got to the point where I just didn't care no more. And I just had I just developed this I don't give a fuck attitude and I made I had made my mind up that if he ever did anything again, I was going to kill him. Like, I'm not like I promised that I was like, I'm going to kill him. And I really made up in my mind that that's what's going to happen. And I feel like God just stepped in because God knew that I was going like I was going to go through with it because after I made that up in my mind, nothing happened again. Like, I, I don't know if it was the energy that I was putting out, like, don't fuck with me because I ain't got time no more. But I don't know what it was, but he just didn't he didn't try me no more like at all. And if I seen something, I like spoke up because if I, I had such a fear of this man. I was so scared. I didn't speak up, didn't say anything because I knew like it was times that if I would look a certain way, like he would he disrespected my mama on top of disrespect. 
Like he would look at other women, like when we were with him. And if we looked at him looking at other women, he would literally slap the shit out of us for, and you bet not like, it was just crazy. Just like the shit that I went through as a child, no person should have gone through things that I've gone through. And for me to still be here today and just be okay. And, you know, live in a complete opposite of what I've been through. It's just, it's just crazy. I can go on for days about the stuff that I've been through the trauma and everything, the physical abuse, the control, you know, the drugs, the dealing with dog fighting, um, raids from the police coming in your house, like just so much crazy shit that I went through. Um, just the fear running away, the wanting to commit suicide, the wanting to just like get away from all that. And in the midst of all of that, my, I, you know, I was, frustrated and angry with my father because he knew what was going on. And instead of him coming in and taking me out of that situation, he just didn't do anything. So I developed this like animosity and this just like whatever. So like the two men in my life, my stepfather and my father, like I didn't get that energy or I don't have or never got the representation of what a real man is supposed to be in your life or how a man is supposed to treat you. All I got was fear and, you know, control and abuse, you know. So I start to see those patterns in the connections that I had as I got older, um, dealing with, you know, men or dealing with situations. And I start to realize that I had a codependency situation where I will hold on to situations that I knew wasn't good for me, whether it was like, you know, emotional or, you know, mental or whatever. Um, and I was holding on because that's what I seen growing up. I seen my mother holding on to something that I that wasn't good for her and keep going back to situations that wasn't, you know, right. And it wasn't the way it was supposed to be. So, you know, I had abandonment issues because my father wasn't there. He didn't come in. He didn't save me. So it's just like, it was just like this, you know, whole whirlwind. And I started to see how things affected me. And it wasn't until I started having children of my own that I kind of, you know, got to a point where I forgive my mother and forgive my father and not because they apologize and not saying that they don't have any remorse for what they did. I'm not saying that they don't. Um, and I don't feel like my parents are horrible people. I just feel like, you know, I just went through a horrible situation and I don't feel like any child should have to go through that. So, you know, a lot of resentment was there. I had to get to a point where like I was alone through all this, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't have like help or, you know, I could have easily, you know, sitting here having drugs in my face. I could have easily turned to drugs and snorted and, you know, been on powder and been strung out today. You know what I'm saying? Um, I could easily be in jail, could have turned to selling, you know, drugs and just different things like that. But, you know, I seen what it did to me and my siblings and I wanted better for myself. So me having kids literally right out of high school, um, you know, I, I'm not it's, I'm just not saying it's a good or a bad thing, but I feel like it, it helped me become, you know, who I am being Seeing my, my me go through that and, you know, going through all of that, I want it better for my children. So I literally dedicate my, my whole life to giving my kids what I didn't have, you know, going on trips, you know, doing things and seeing things and being there for them emotionally, you know, being a single mother and having three kids and raising them, you know, on your own and just like 
but I'm still doing the best that I can. I'm still giving them all of me because I know how it feels to, you know, feel neglected or feel like nobody's there for you. Being scared, not being able to speak up, you know, or say or express how you really feel about something. Um, so I'm, I went through a lot of crap, just a lot of stuff. Um, and, you know, I have a relationship with my mother today. You know, I have a slightly relationship with my father today. And a lot of this is hitting home for me right now because my stepfather actually recently passed away like a month or two ago. So <laughs> at first it was just like one of those situations where like, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm celebrating that he's passed. But at the same time, it's like, I didn't really feel anything. Cause like, why would you feel something for somebody who put you through all of that? And what's so crazy is just a year, not just last year. Cause my mom and him was still married. My mom's been trying to get a divorce for forever and he just wouldn't give it to her. And he literally has some very ugly words to say to my mom. And of course my sister was there at the time when they were talking on the phone and my sister just like went off on him. And he pretty, pretty much had no remorse for what he did. He just, he pretty much said, I'm glad I fucked up y'all life. Like, so this is just like, you're still, this is years later, you know, I'm, I'll be 35 years old this year and you're still on that same tip. Like, I don't give a fuck. I fucked y'all life up. You know, y'all are, and it's like you, but you didn't. And you know what I'm saying? If anything, we are better. You know what I'm saying? So, and I was just like angry. Cause I was like, I wish I was there when the conversation was ha happening because I would have a few choice words on myself, but you know, that's why I never, <laughs> I never got that that you know apology for him, and he he's no longer here. And uh, like I would say, maybe a week or so after he passed, I don't know. Like I just like got really emotional and started crying. I don't know if it was just like a release of just like all the shit that we went through, or if I just like really felt something. But I know I just literally just was crying. And it was just like, I was just releasing a lot of stuff. And it was like, I didn't know how to feel. I was like, I don't know if I should feel bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so it was just really crazy. Um, just the amount of stuff that I, I went through. And, you know, I never had a conversation to this day. I still never talked to my mother about what we went through and how she made us feel and her putting us in that situation, how it affected us. Like me and my sister was talking and we were like, we literally got PTSD. And it's like, we really do to literally be in your bed sleep and not knowing when this man is going to come in and say, get up and go do this or go do that. Or, you, you know what I'm saying? Three o'clock, two o'clock, four o'clock in the morning. And you're a child and you have to do all this and you don't have anybody to protect you. You don't have anybody who's like, rooting for you or anything and you're just your life is being controlled and you have no control over it you know that's just very scary to have to go through all of that so i mean i've been through a lot of things you know having the neglect of my mother having the neglect of my father you know physical abuse mental abuse control having fear scared to speak up and you know just kind of living in this shell you know, wanting to just kind of end it all, but just finding the strength within myself. And that's why I'm really grateful for my grandmother. Bless her heart. She's not here anymore. But she had me in church since I was a child. I remember going to church, sleeping like, oh, my God, why I have to be here <laughs> and just different things like that. 
But I'm glad that she instilled that that spiritualness in me at a young age because I feel like that that faith is all I had to go off of. If I didn't have that, I don't think I'd be sitting here right now talking to you because I've just been like like there's nothing bigger than this. Like you know, I just felt like my life was being consumed. The walls were closing in on me, and like I just had no relief from that. Um, so. It's just like it's still stuff that still kind of triggers me and I get up, you know, kind of I'm still working through a lot of stuff. Um, I've recognized a lot of things that really has, you know, bothered me. And I've like looked in the mirror and I've really overcome a lot and I've grown a lot from a lot of stuff. Um, and that's why I make it a, a very evident to be so a part of my kids life and just like really be there. Like I'm always talking to them. If I sense anything wrong. Uh uh-uh, we about to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want anything to go unsaid. And as I spoke on like the other um, other um, podcast we did, like my daughter came up with the idea of us just having like every Wednesday or once a week, just sitting down and talking and my kids just telling me whatever, if they feel some type of way about me, if they feel that I did something wrong or something rubbed them the wrong way, just giving them the floor to speak their mind and speak their truth and speak what they feel. And, you know, because I didn't get a chance to do that when I was younger. I was literally silenced out of fear. And I don't want my kids to ever feel that way. Um, So it's just that energy. And it it just really, you know, diminished my self-esteem, you know, feeling like I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough. Just different things, especially when it comes to like relationships or dealing with men and just other situations, taking more than what I should be taking from certain people um, you know, just constantly giving and giving and pouring from an empty cup, not having those balance and reciprocal connections, um, having those connections where I'm constantly giving and giving and I'm not getting what I deserve in return to where it's depleting me. And then I don't have, you know, anything left to give. So I had to start self practicing self-love and loving myself and putting myself first. And like, no matter how much I love you, no matter how much I care about you, Like if I know that it's depleting me and I'm getting to a place where I'm feeling lowly, I'm going to release myself or, you know, fall back from that situation and choose me because at the end of the day, all I got is myself. Right. So, you know, and then I have kids that I got to, you know, think about, you know what I'm saying? I can't I have to be my complete self and be 100 percent, you know, to be there for my children. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a whole whirlwind of stuff. Um, I hate that I had to go through that. I hate that me and my brother and sister had to go through that, but you know, it was an experience and, you know, me overcoming that, like I could have easily turned to so much like drugs or just other stuff. I could be dealing with the man that's going upside my head, but because I seen that I decided to go the other route, you know, I don't put up with stuff like red flags, certain stuff that triggers me. I'm like, nope, sorry, can't deal with it. And, you know, that's why I'm so like black and white. Like it has to make sense for me. It's either all or nothing because it's like I've been there and I I, I know those triggers and I know me and I know how I am um, and I know what I've come from. And a lot of people may not understand or get it, but I just do the best that I can. And I, I try to protect myself and protect my heart, you know, um, because that's where everything, you know, flows and runs through. So. Um, yeah, I just had to really kind of find my voice and I'm grateful for this platform because it's, it's, 
helping me kind of speak up and giving me that opportunity to speak up and find my voice and just like really put myself out there and be very transparent because, you know, there could be other people that's gone through the things that I've gone through or experienced the things that I've experienced or maybe a lot worse. Um, I'm just grateful that with all the abuse and, you know, the physical abuse and all of that, I'm just grateful that no one ever, like no one died. Like, you know, my mother and my siblings, like they're still here, you know? So I'm grateful for that, even though it could have just went just the wrong, you know, went completely different. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um, I'm just grateful that I'm here. Um, you know, I'm grateful that I, you know, decided to not, you know, end my life or anything like that. Um, God had, so much more for me. He had a purpose for me. And I'm glad that even though I didn't understand it at the time, I'm glad that something, some kind of voice in me told me not to do it, you know? So I'm grateful to be here. Um, and that like literally is my story, just like dealing with all that and just trying my best to overcome it. And, you know, I, like I said, I'm still, I, I still got some stuff I gotta, you know, deal with. I still got some stuff I'm healing from. Um, and like one of those things I know that I really need to do is like, especially me and my brother and sisters really sit down and have a conversation with my mother. Um, so you know, commented that. yes. <laughs> and I know that's something that definitely need needs to happen in me. I feel like I need to have a conversation with my father. Um, and I do, cause I feel like that will definitely, um, prompt some healing on both sides. Cause I feel like it's been swept under the rug and it's just, it's piling up and like certain things will happen or whatever. And I'm just like, you know, like I might talk to my sister about it, but I'm just like, you know, I just, I, I don't speak up. I don't say what I have to say. And, you know, cause I know my words and I know like when I'm in that space, I can probably, my words can cut. So I try to be like, if I want to have a conversation, I got to be in like a really positive, like I got to be okay. Like, I don't want to have a conversation from a place of anger. You know, I want to have a, a conversation from a place of logic and understanding. And like I said, I can, I don't, I'm not angry or mad. Like I said, I forgave my parents for myself so I can heal and grow and move forward. So I forgave them for myself, even though I never got an apology, even though they never acknowledged what they put me through. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not angry. It's just that, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, come on, y'all know what it was. So why not? You know what I'm saying? Cause I feel like in connections like that, I kind of had a conversation with that with a friend, like in, in, you know, parent child connections, like, I feel like the parent is the one who needs to initiate, you know, certain things. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't have no problem with meeting anybody halfway, but you know what I'm saying? It's just like y'all got to take a, you know, take a step forward. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm just like, you know, really getting to the point where I'm just really like learning myself, loving myself like having conversations in the mirror with myself and saying, girl, you dope. You know what I'm saying? Right. You deserve the best. You don't need to sit here and settle for anything less. You deserve all the goodness and abundance that, you know, the creator is, you know, has come into you. And, you know, I feel like I'm a dope female. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm a good person. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm that chick, you know? So I need to, you know, I'm going to exude that, you know, confidence. So, 
that's definitely something that I definitely struggle with growing up. And then, you know, bullying and things like that. Like, just like, you know, going through all that shit at home, then going to school and getting bullied. Like, it's just, you. it was no escape. You know what I'm saying for me? So, like, I'm just grateful that, I'm just so grateful that I'm here and I'm able to, like, give my story to others. And I just hope others can, like, just pretty much what I hope that <clears throat> people take from this is that, you know, no matter how hard it looks or how it seems, it's just a moment. And I know that then I didn't understand it and I didn't get it. But, you know, being on the other side of it, you know, it was an experience. It it molded and shaped me to the woman that I am today. And I'm so fucking resilient for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And <laughs> I've been through a lot of shit. So, you know, it, it's crazy. So like now... For me to have gone through that, and that ain't even a tip. Like I just, it, it it continues. But for me to have gone through so much, you know, I try not to let little things get to me, and I just try to just keep it pushing. You know, I'm learning to just learn how to let stuff go, not to try try to control the narrative of situations. Just kind of go with the flow. And what's meant to be here will be the things that is not. It'll fall away. But I know it's all. Is, is okay. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, you know, there's some crazy people out here. There's some horrible people out here. There's some very evil people out here that tries to control you and keep you down because they are struggling with their own shit. Um, and I feel like he was one of those people, you know, um, for whatever reason. Um, and, you know, that's crazy. Like, I've never said that to anybody. Like, I never wanted to kill anybody. I never wanted to say that I hated anybody. But he was, like, literally probably the one person in my life that I felt that way about. Um, so, and, like, even after all of that, years later, I still never had any, like, animosity. I just kind of just kept it pushing. And I feel like that's part of the big reason why I left my hometown and moved to where I am now. Um and I never looked back. You know what I'm saying? I never moved back. I left at what 2021 and I'm here. And um, I just feel like it was God's way of like, yeah, it, it's time for a change. You need a different scenery. I, I just couldn't raise my kids in there. Like I keep thinking back to if I stayed there, just the life I would have had. It, it, no, it just wouldn't work. So <laughs> I am grateful for where I'm at now. So progress indeed indeed well um yes that was a very compelling story i've been over here crying for your inner child yes the whole time you've been talking yeah um, i tell people all the time this is why i tell you i'm not special mm -hmm. i might have lost my arm but i did not go i have y'all heard about my issues last week you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying but I didn't go through, you know, that I had a stepdad type situation and I had some abandonment issues there that he was not with. You know what I'm saying? There was no, you know, drug type situation. Those things kind of happened when I was younger. My um, my aunts and them, they used drugs as their, you know, their way of coping. So I was around those things, but they didn't penetrate my life the way they penetrated yours. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, my heart goes out to your inner child because you're grown and you shit that like you just said, you know. What I'm <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but um, what I will say is you definitely 
should have that conversation with your mother. Me and my mom have had several conversations. And I think now me having this platform out there, there's something mm -hmm. that you don't technically have to just do the one-on-one. Because mm -hmm. we're expressing it on here. Mm -hmm. And um, I also say that everything that happens to us is for a reason. Mm -hmm. A weird concept that most people won't really understand, but our souls are who we are. And when we come into this world for our purpose, there's certain lessons and certain things that we have to learn in order to become who we're supposed to be. Right. We don't necessarily get to choose what those lessons are. And they change depending on where you are, what your lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm mm -hmm. sure the lessons of our ancestors are a little different mm -hmm. you know, than the ones that, are, that we're having now. So just have it in mind that everything you go through is teaching you something and preparing mm -hmm. and molding you to become who you are. Mm -hmm. It gives you a level of acceptance. I'm not going to say peace. I'm going to say acceptance, you know, of the situation. And then you can somehow find gratitude in it, especially when you get to a space where you're on the other side, like you said, and you mm -hmm. can see, you know, what its purpose is. Mm -hmm. so I feel like if we teach that early, mm -hmm. I think it would help the next generation, you know what I'm saying, of people to embrace, embrace that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it'll be less trauma. Right. Because if the trauma comes from not expecting these things and, you know what I'm saying, the shock. But mm -hmm. if you're prepared for something, you know what I mean, it may have a different effect. You don't, you gotta go through it, you gotta go through yeah. it. But how you handle it, you know what I'm saying? It's that's the key. Yeah. That's the key on how you handle it. Yeah. And to how fast the house flow, you go on the front because you're here for a purpose and life doesn't happen to you. It that happens for you. I've mm -hmm. been hearing that a lot and that's been the you know the thing. So when I get in my little thought processes of doubt and all of that, that's mm -hmm. what I think it's teaching me something. Right. Clearly I need to learn something. And I know that's I know that's hard to to, to I guess accept the moment. You know, especially mm -hmm. about abuse and, you know what I'm saying, really rough stuff. But indeed, it is for a reason. And if you survived it, you should. You are absolutely stronger than yeah. So exactly. there's no you know. Yeah. So hearing that inner child and, and dealing with those things and talking to you who you need to talk to, you mm -hmm. may not get that apology. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There are a lot of people you know, who just can't help themselves for fucking their ways and their thought process that they truly do not believe that they're doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. You know that has nothing to do with me. Yeah. Even when people do things, mm -hmm. it doesn't have anything to do with you. It has everything to do with them and how they feel about themselves and what they're lacking in their lives and they're trying to pinpoint that on you. Mm -hmm. A lot of people hurt people. It's a cycle. It's a cycle, so... Somebody hurt me. I, I'm, I'm going to assume your stepdad, I'm, I'm sure he had an abusive life child. He probably had went through some of the same things as a child and grew up feeling like, well, this is how I keep my power. Mm -hmm. Because his inner child was always scared. So let me be the predator instead of the prey. Mm. You see what I'm saying? That's yeah. how a lot of people, you know, take that. And it's a very sad cycle and it has to change. It is. The way to change it is to identify. Mm -hmm. So I'm proud of you. I'm very, I'm very <laughs> proud of you for going out there because, you know, 
I can talk all day about myself and shit like that, but it's it, you yeah. know, it, it's hard for you know for others to do that. And I am glad that I have a, a platform for you and other people mm-hmm. to do that. That is truly one of the purposes of what I'm doing. Yeah, give us a voice. Right. Right. The voiceless, a voice. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Everybody throws chocolate. Everybody throws chocolate. Need to be burping. Need to be on ten. Yes. <laughs> you gotta get that shit out. I don't, yeah. I keep holding stuff in, and that's why you're getting all these explosions. Because like, yeah. I'm a very emotional person. We were talking about a little early about this whole side real astrology. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I'm emotional, and when I feel, I feel. It. So I gotta get that shit out. I I can't be having conniptions and heart attacks and you know you know I can't I can't do it. I can't do stuff like that. So if yeah. I got to cuss, if I got to cry, if I got to come on here and you know what I'm saying and spill my guts, if I got to go run, meditate, whatever I gotta do, but I have to get that stuff out. Yeah. Things like that breed disease. Yeah. You know we think it's it's not just the food we eat. Your your energy you know, make your body a bleeding ground for those types of things. Mm-hmm. Well, if your body is full of depression and full of pain, you know what I'm saying? You are susceptible yeah. to catch anything. So. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely about healing and just doing the best that you can. Um, and like you said, you got to get it out. You can't keep it in. You know, I, that's something that I'm still learning. You know, a lot of stuff, like sometimes stuff affects me and I get in my feelings because <laughs> I'm an emotional person. And I'm just, you know, the type of person that, you know, when I care, I care. You know what I'm saying? And just the small stuff, you know, a person here and there, whatever, don't affect me. But when I really care about something or a situation or a person, like it can affect my whole being. So it, it's like I have to tread lightly with certain situations or certain people um, because, you you know, you knowing who you are and your triggers and knowing what you've been through. You don't want to kind of, you know, repeat the same cycle. You know what I'm saying? Um, and a lot of people do that. You know what I'm saying? Um like you can get you know just because you drunk poison before you know what i'm saying don't mean that you know once you realize okay it's poison at the time you didn't know but when you realize that it's poison and it's presented to you again that don't mean it's you know don't you're not gonna drink it you know what i'm saying because you know what it is you know it's it's not right for you know you know it's not good for you so it's kind of that situation you know what i'm saying and some people just don't understand that concept. You know, when you know what something is for you, you know something is not right. You know that it's something like, you know, everybody has their own different poison. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, just because you, like I said, you drunk it before, it don't mean that once you come to realization of what it is, that it's okay for you to drink it again. You know what I'm saying? Just because you survived last time, don't mean you're going to survive this time. You know what I'm saying? I wish you really that way about food, honey. <laughs> so all I hear, all I see is McDonald's. All I see is, <laughs> all I see is red meats and right. dairy. Like I, people don't understand that, yeah. and you know maybe it'll click. That's a fact. Just because you've been eating certain things your whole life and you're still here, now that you know it's made out of plastic, now that you know I got nothing but chemicals, now that you know the meat is fake, 
you need to stop eating. Right. And some people will go back and just keep doing it. And they keep like, and it's the same situation. It's like, bring me back to the situation with my mom. Like, you know, it's something that's not good for you, but yet you keep going back. Like what, what is this situation doing for you? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is it? Like what, what hold does it? And that's when you have to kind of oppose the, the question, like, what is this doing for me? Why am I continuously going back to something that is not serving me? That is not pouring into me. You know what I'm saying? Comfortability. Yes. It's complacent. We get complacent in yes. our trauma. Mm-hmm. It becomes normal. Mm-hmm. Change is hard. It being is. being better is hard. You see what I'm saying? So you'll know for a fact that it doesn't, but you're so used to that. Mm-hmm. You don't know what healing feels like. You don't know mm-hmm. what's on your own to be into independent feels like. So you're scared, just like people are scared of death. You don't know what's going to happen to you on the other side, which is why you're so scared, you know what I'm saying, of going through the process, even though you know that is the only guarantee in life. Mm-hmm. You're born, you have, you have a born date and you have a death date. Everybody has one. We don't know when, but everybody knows if you if you live, you must die. We all know this. Don't care who you pray to, what religion, everybody knows this. But so many of us are afraid of it. Mm-hmm. You're so afraid because you don't know what's on the other side. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The fear of the unknown. <laughs> we got to stop doing that. And that's just with everything in life. Everything. 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 Like they, they're scared to take that risk and leave that mm-hmm. job or people yep. are scared to leave that relationship or scared to yep. get into that relationship. Like, People fear so much. People fear what they don't know, like you said, um, because they're scared of change. They don't know what to, you know, what to expect. But it's like it's a part of life. You know what I'm saying? You know, people are scared of getting hurt or being disappointed. But hell, we all have been disappointed. We've all been hurt. Your mama, your sister, your cousin, all of us have. It's all it's it's an experience. It's about how you handle it. You know, I've got hurt so many times. I've got knocked down so many times. I've been through so much shit in my life, but, and who, with all the stuff I've been through, I should have like a fucking 20 foot wall, you know, built up around me right now and knocking everybody down that's trying to get in. But in spite of everything that I've gone through, in spite of the trauma, in spite of the pain, in spite of the hurt, I still have an open heart. I still can sit there and allow somebody to get in knowing that there's a possibility of me getting hurt again. But you know what I'm saying? If I feel like a situation is worth the risk and then I'm going to take it, you know what I'm saying? If this job is worth me risking leaving this one to go to it, if my heart and then my soul is pulling me over here, I'm going to take that risk or being independent and leaving my job completely and going on my own and, you know, just doing my own thing. I'm going to take that risk. You know what I'm saying? If I feel like it's a great reward or even if it's like a connection or whatever the case may be. So many people are just so scared and they live their life in fear and you know fear ain't gonna get you nowhere you know what i'm saying um so you just gotta you just gotta go like you gotta take that leap of faith you gotta take that risk yolo you only live once you know what i'm saying you don't want to get to that last day you on your deathbed you like damn i should have did that damn i should you know what i'm saying you don't want to have those regrets I'm trying to tell you now. I wasn't on my deathbed, but <laughs> I was on my hurt bed, and I thought about those things. I thought yes. about those things. I played a post. Somebody asked me, "Why do I? How, why do I post so many pictures of myself, and why am I so comfortable with doing that?" 
My story is I was in the hospital. My mom took a picture of me. I looked at the photo and I looked terrible. And it wasn't just because, you know what I'm saying? I was hooked up to tubes and none of that. I was looking at my skin. I was looking at my hair. I was just looking. And then I started thinking about like, damn, had I really died? My obituary would have sucked. That was my first thought. I'm not even going to lie. And I'm not a vain person. I'm not really about my looks. Right. But I thought about that. You know what I'm saying? Then I watched this movie called Dorothy Dandridge, uh, introducing Dorothy Dandridge. And she's now um, a Halle Berry. You know, she's narrating um, the story as she's making this picture collage, this, this huge picture collage of her life. So by the end of the movie, she's dead. But the you know the collage is finished, and the guy that was um, that found her body, he's looking at it, and he's going through memory lane about all the time that they spent, and you know, and all that jazz. That struck me, mm-hmm. like if I died at 22 years old, you know what I'm saying? There is no real record of my life. I didn't do anything. I didn't see anything. I didn't make an impression. You know what I'm saying? I didn't do anything for anybody. I didn't make the difference that I thought I would. That my mom and everybody told me that I would one day. I didn't get a chance to do that. So now that I have this second chance, oh, I'm going to make food. Right. So I snap, 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 snap everywhere I go. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a record of my life. I need to think about the movie Troy. Mm. Achilles. All he wanted was his name to live throughout the ages. He was willing to die for that. He was willing to go out there, be motherfucking great in his life, so his name will forever live on. Yes. See what I'm saying? Because his mama, he, his mama told him what well, he had a choice. He could have stayed home, had a wife, had some kids, and had a regular normal life and been chilling. Mm-hmm. He, he did his thing. But nah, he was great and he wanted greatness and he was willing to sacrifice his life for that. Yeah. And it worked. I'm talking about him right now. I know it's a Greek mythology and all that jazz, but mm-hmm. you know, the concept of that. And yeah, whether I have children or not, I'm going to leave a legacy, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. When I'm gone. And it's going to help others. That's what I truly want. I want my life to have meaning and purpose, not just, yeah. I know it has purpose for my mama and my man and the people who care about me, but I feel like it's my purpose to be mm-hmm. that for the world, as many as people yeah. as I possibly can. So I got to put it on out there. Right. Second chance to do that. So definitely, you definitely can't live in fear. You definitely can't. You will never get anywhere being scared of the possibility of something like life is all about experience and up ups and downs and like you just gotta go through it it's just part of life and you hold yourself back when you are living in fear and i lived in fear way too much when i was a child i refuse to live in fear now you know what i'm saying when i was a child going through the shit that i went through as a child that's all i was scared scared to do this scared to do that constantly living in fear i no, i don't got time for that so i'm just going to live my life and be confident and you know do the things that you know i you know need to do and what my heart and my soul is calling me to do you know and i have like all my life you know even from a child i've always been the type to really love on people and really be there for people and help people like I've mended situations and stuff in my, um, my my family, you know, rifts in my family. You know, as a child, I'm getting adults to get to back together and talk to each other. And I'm the child, you know what I'm saying? So I've always had that, 
you know, energy or had that mindset that I always wanted to help others and give to people. You know, I always wanted to make sure I'm in a position to where I can give back, whether that's financially, you know, you know, emotionally, educationally, whatever the case. Like, you know, I'm always like preaching to my kids like, look. When I was young, I didn't have this. I'm about to give you all this information. I'm dropping these doms on y'all and these, this knowledge on y'all so y'all can have a better life. You know what I'm saying? So y'all can have the knowledge that y'all need to get out, get out here and go. You know, <clears throat> I went straight from being a child to being a mother. I didn't have time for myself. I didn't have time to heal myself from the stuff that I went through. Like I just went from one, one thing to another. So like, I feel like my kids are a lot older now. So it's just like, I'm at that place where I'm like, okay, I'm like really kind of focusing on me. And, you know, not that I haven't been, but, you know, I just feel like these last couple years, I've been really nurturing and pouring into myself, you know what I'm saying? And making time for myself. You know, I remember the other, this was probably like, I don't know, a year or two ago, but I see people post like, yeah, I'm taking myself on a date. I'm like, who goes out on a date they self? Who's like, what? Girl, I went to the movies. And I got a man. I had the best time. I was by myself and I had the best yeah. time that I had. I couldn't have had that be- that time with somebody else. I'm in a the movie theater, kick cackling, laughing all out. Girl, I had a good old time by myself. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like you just got to do by yourself. If you got to, if you by yourself, you got to love yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because if you don't love yourself, who you know, you can't expect nobody else to love you. You know, so you just got to you gotta get it together. You got to be confident with yourself. And so, yeah, it's just all about, you know, healing and getting out there, not being scared, not living in fear and not allowing past trauma, not allowing past situations that probably didn't go the way that you wanted to go to hinder you and to, you know, enable you from continuing to get out there and trying again. Um, the song that just came in my head is Leah's song, Try Again. Like, you got to dust yourself off and try again. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep getting out there. Oh wow! Oh, I'm I'm great. I'm so wow. grateful Absolutely. that we can Absolutely. give you wow. some type of reassurance or something. So, hey man, people always got it. I couldn't imagine that. I couldn't either. Couldn't like, imagine. and just imagine that. You know what I'm saying? People look and take their life for granted. They they look at their life like, oh, woe is me. This is this this and that. And it's so, it's always somebody out here with something that's worse off than where you are. So you just got to be thankful for what you do have and stop looking at the glass half empty and look at it half full and be optimistic about life. I know this is a guy, girl, but you about to make me cry right now. I got a cousin who's in, who's in prison right now. Mm-hmm. He has mental issues. Wow. And if you're watching it, I hope that, I hope that wherever he is, that he can watch this too. This yeah. is why I wanted to do this. Yes. This is exactly why I wanted Yes, definitely. How to you? I don't even want to fuck your name up, so I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> Sending love, love, love to you. Absolutely, absolutely. Definitely, because we all need it. You know, everybody's going through something, and that's what people fail to realize. Everybody's going through something, and we just all need to pay it forward, and you know, kind of be in this selfless energy, and you know, kind of not to the point where you're neglecting yourself, but, you know, constantly give to others. And, you know, we got to be the representation in the face of like, you know, being in this energy of, you know, of love and 
just positivity, you know, so somebody else can take from that and they can turn around, you know, a good deed. And, you know, I I remember going being just just something random, but just I remember <laughs> and I literally had a testimony. I had to like break down and be like, thank you, Jesus. And it was just it was really empowering to me. But this happened like maybe a year or two ago. I was in the driveway. I think I was at Wendy's or something. They were taking all damn day. I was complaining. I was irritated. I'm just da 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 going off whatever. And then I get to the uh, window and the lady hands me my stuff and I'm about to hand her my money. She was like, you know, the person in front of you pay for you. And I literally just had to sit there and humble myself. And I was just like, this is so crazy because this is a testimony. It's like we often get in those places where we're constantly, you know, you know, irritated and you know complaining and this and this and that and you know what i'm saying and sometimes we just need to kind of just like slow down and just kind of look at the the positive in the situation you know what i'm saying and know that you know god he's just he's working it out even though we don't see it you know what i'm saying and i literally just had to sit there and be like dang like you know it wasn't nothing huge but it was huge to me in that moment you know what i'm saying because of the energy and the space i was in and i'm just like trying to hurry up and rush to get to something but not knowing that it was already taken care of for me you know what i'm saying and that's just how life is like god already got it taken care of for you and you just gotta know and have that faith and that reassurance that it is gonna work out and you just do your deed, you know what I'm saying? You sitting here complaining and going through all this and throwing fit and whatever, it ain't going to change your situation. So you just got to be in that energy of just like you being good, you know what I'm saying? And knowing that it's, it's taken care of. Absolutely. Oh, you're welcome. And you said a major thing about um, doing your part. Yes. Most people don't have faith, even religious folk. Because most, because you know, religion tells you it's supposed to be all about faith. You know, what I'm saying blind faith. Most people don't do the work. Mm-hmm. Faith without work is dead. You can want all you want to, but if you're not putting your best foot forward, it's not going to it's matter at all. At all. So mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing why most people have a hard time with that because it's hard sometimes to do your part, especially mm-hmm. when you're busy. Stuff. I have, I, I've had that issue a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're like. You know, I've been trying my hardest. You know, I, I didn't ask for this situation, you know, at all. And I've been doing everything that I need to do, you know what I'm saying, to do something better. But mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like certain things should just come to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I do need help with this. And maybe somebody else should, you know, have that responsibility to do this because I'm already, you know, going through so much. And the universe had to teach me, no man. That yeah. ain't how that works. This yeah. is my journey. This is what you chose to do, so you're gonna have to do it. Right. And if you and whether I whether we bring you eight or not, if this is what you said you're gonna do, then go on and get it done. Mm-hmm. And I've had to work on myself with that and keep my emotions together to not be discouraged. So mm-hmm. I have to discipline myself in certain ways because I have developed some comforts. Mm-hmm. You know, to make me feel good about myself, to help me with um, you know, being by myself and loving on me like mm-hmm. they when they think so. There are certain comforts that I have now that no mm-hmm. longer. Yeah. So now I have to get I have to get rid of them. I have to change them up because that's the only way I'm going to move to my next level. Mm-hmm. So having that realization, I, I, I promise you, y'all, I know it's hard. I know mm-hmm. it's hard, but for me, fulfilling my purpose is more important than my comfort. Mm-hmm. The only difference. Yeah. I have to fulfill my purpose by any means necessary. So whatever it is I got to give up. 
whatever it is I have to change, whatever that is, that's what I'm willing to do because mm -hmm. I want to fulfill this life the way it was supposed to. Yeah. Sometimes you got to break out of your comfort zone. You know, some people get too comfortable and too complacent in their life. And like you said, they're used to the familiarity of something and it's hard for them to break away from that. You know what I'm saying? Because they're again, that fear of the unknown, not knowing what else is out there. Um, you know, just being scared. You know, I remember um, I moved here at 21, 2021. I had a two year old and like a six month old. And no family, didn't know nobody, no friends or anything like that. Of course, my um, kid's father, he was here and his, his mother. But outside of that, I knew nobody. And I went through depression, like just craziness. Just kept going back and forth on whether I wanted to go back home. I actually did go back home for a minute. And I was probably there for a month. And like you definitely one thing i know that i follow is my soul like when something is not right for me my soul will let me know like i would feel so uncomfortable in that in that situation in that that time that period or whatever even if it's like a person i'm connected to like if my soul is not resonating it's something it'll, it'll just let me know it's my intuition it's my instinct right um so my soul wasn't resonating when i went back home and i was just like so confused i was like well what the hell am i supposed to do like i really had to like speak with my spirit team and be like what am i supposed to do like i'm depressed here but when i go back home i know that's not where i'm supposed to be so i end up coming back and i made it work you know i got to a point where like i kept getting hurt i kept you know it was a situation where it just like forced me and that's one thing about god the universe like when you are in a situation that, you know, the universe is trying to like elevate you from it, the it, God gonna make you uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? He gonna put you put light a fire up under you and that's going to force you to change because he know otherwise you ain't going to change on your own. And that's that stubbornness. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Us being complacent, that fear, you. Okay. You know, that fear. And sometimes, you know, you have to go through a whirlwind and you have to go through this, this, you know, awakening and you have to have all your shit just fall apart before you can really get the courage to really like take that leap because you like, well, shit, I ain't got no more cliff. I'm right here at the edge. I ain't got nowhere to move. So now you ain't got no choice but to jump. But what we fail to realize is like God gives us so many, you know, you know, dropping all of these, you know, little uh, knowledge balls and just all this stuff and keep giving us options to actually do it. But we don't take heed to it. You know what I'm saying? We again red flags you know you see it and we know it's there giving us the options to actually take that step um and take that leap of faith but instead of us doing it we wait until again we ain't got no more cliff left and we ain't got no choice but to jump so it's like somebody pushing you off the damn cliff when you could have just did it yourself but it's just like sometimes that's what life has to do you got to go through all of that stuff and like i got to a really tough time and then I really was like, I got to get my shit together. I kept looking at my my children. I'm like, they are dependent on me. I got to get my shit together. So I got my own place. I started working. I started meeting people. And then that's when, you know, things started to kind of, you know, get better for me. So it was really scary, you know, leaving my whole family. All I, This is all I've known all my life and moving to, you know, five, 600 miles somewhere, you know, else or wherever and now you got to start all over. You got to do it on your own, not having any, you know, help and just like really out here on your own. So I made it work. I'm still here, you know, and 
I'm grateful for me, you know, moving here and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good, you know, and so it, it was a hard journey. I met so many beautiful people that's like family to me now, people that I met when I first moved here that I'm still like friends with and had it been not been for them, I, it was a lot of shit that I probably wouldn't been able to get through. So I'm really grateful for those people. They know who they are, but it's just been really, you know, Sometimes you just got to get uncomfortable and sometimes you just got to get in in those spaces. You know, like I said, when the universe, when God is making you uncomfortable, you know that it's time for a change. You know, it's time for you to take that leap of faith and move. But some people, like I said, they wait till no more cliff left and they get pushed off before they actually decide to do something. Um, But not knowing that all the while you had options and choices and you could have actually done it on your own. But you just people just wait to it's like the last minute, you know. And so when I start to see those signs that it's time for me to to keep it pushing, um, just for instance, like my last job, I was I was working. It just got to the point where it was so uncomfortable. It was just so much shit happening. It was to the point I was crying. I was stressed out coming home. Like it was just so much crazy stuff. And I knew that that was God's way of telling me it's time for me to go, like, because I've been in that position before. So I'm like, I know it's God's way of telling me to move on. So I started to look for other places to be. And every time that I'll be like, okay, things will start to get a little better. But as soon as they start getting better, it's like, boom, something crazy happened. And it's like worse than the first time. So I just got to the point where I was like, yeah, it's time to go. I can't keep holding on to this. It's time for me to go. God is trying to move me somewhere else. And he opened up a door and I'm grateful for the the change that I made. It was the best. It was best, the best for me. So I don't have no regrets, but it's just like, I feel like people need to listen more to their, their higher self, to their God, to their bodies, like your body, your soul, your heart would tell you when something is not right for you, when it's and when that you got to listen to that because it ain't there for nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's called your intuition, you know, and you got to listen to it. And it's definitely going to guide you in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? Some people just hard headed and being stubborn. I know I, I I can attest to it. I've been there, but I'm learning to let go and just flow. You know what I'm saying? When something is not right for me, if it's not meant for me, if it starts to become a strain or starts to become whatever, I know it's time for me to let it go. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't no hard feelings. It's just one of those things. You just got to keep it pushing. Well, I have two metaphorical, I guess, um, thought processes, mm-hmm. and then we're going to let everyone get to their Saturday, because actually, yeah. Walmart is about to knock on my door some of my groceries. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as far as you stating that you know how you have to um, let go of things, and how, mm-hmm. you know, people not, you know, you being pushed to the cliff. Mm-hmm. I'm a very attached person. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Especially when it comes down to people that I care about. Mm-hmm. I'm very adaptable with situations, but people I'm very attached to. Mm-hmm. So once I get attached to you, you know what I'm saying? It takes a lot for me to let go. You have to really, really, really hurt my feelings for me to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just be like, I right, let me just fall back because I'm going to try very hard. I'm going to see which way I can fix it. What I gotta change about myself so so we can the feeling can be the same, so we can mm-hmm. have the same vibe, and that ain't what it's supposed to be. So the universe will put me in a situation or let something happen or let somebody do something, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, that rubs me the wrong way, so it makes me have to sit back and think like, all right, let me fall back because this doesn't feel good. 
it, I'm uncomfortable now. Mm -hmm. All you gotta do, you want me to, you want me to dip off, you want me to fall back, just make me uncomfortable. Yeah, uncomfortable. I'm a little bit phone girls, you know what I'm saying? Do all that, get all my energy. But once that, then I get. So that's what I've noticed. So I'm actually trying to train myself to not have to get pushed to the edge, like you said. You know, yeah. it doesn't always have to be so It's the same difference. I, I mm -hmm. let it have to be pushed, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, to be uncomfortable for, the, for me to make certain changes. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm too emotional for that. So I need not put myself through that. Mm -hmm. Signs that okay, I need to fall back, then I'm gonna just fall back, and then mm -hmm. that creates a lot of anger mm -hmm. and negative feelings towards other people in other situations. Because mm -hmm. again, they're all lessons. If it ain't them, it's gonna be somebody else, and if it ain't mm -hmm. that somebody else, it's gonna be somebody else. So it's not really the person, it's not really the thing, you know what I'm saying? It's the lesson that you're supposed to learn. Mm -hmm. So that's how I don't take things because I used to be my thing. I felt like, well, if I'm falling back, that means that changed the way I feel about you. I don't care mm -hmm. about you the same, or I don't love you the same. So no, that's what I'm used to. I love you, I'm supposed to be that way. And that was my turmoil within myself. Mm -hmm. And I had to let that shit go. Mm -hmm. I am full force who I am. I love up on you from the beginning. What you see is what you get. I have my heart on my sleeves. You don't really have to figure out my motive, my intentions, or none of that. I can't lay it out there for you, you know what I'm saying, in the forefront. Right. So if that's not enough, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, and if that doesn't resonate, then that just means it wasn't meant to be. That's, right. like, that's no knock on you. That's not no knock on me. I don't mean we're bad people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't mean that we're not amazing. We just not on frequency. You're not supposed to be attached to everybody. It's a billion people in the world. You are not going to be connected and cool with everything else. That's just not realistic. Yeah. So just be grateful for those who you are connected with. Use that. And then continue embrace the lessons that you learn from the other people. You know, mm -hmm. that you because you connect with somebody, you resonate with them, even if it's mm -hmm. just the moment. Mm -hmm. Something about y'all is on the same page because you're in each other's space. You're right. in each other's aura. So sometimes when you either elevate or not elevate or just moving in a different direction, that changes. Mm -hmm. you know I'm saying that person no longer serves you. Mm -hmm. Whatever, that's not a bad thing. You think of those things that are so bad. Oh, you, yes. you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm done with you. No, it's not that. Whatever energy I needed, you gave me. I, you gave me any energy that you needed, I gave you. And now we done. That part, <laughs> girl. I, I completely get it, and I, I, I resonate with that a hundred percent. Because that's exactly how I was, just like holding on to something. And I'm learning that, you know, sometimes it's just not, it's not the, you know, right situation. Like you and two people, like you can grow apart, you can evolve. Or like you said, somebody else can just go this way and go that way. And it doesn't mean that you are a horrible person or that y'all, you was just like, whatever. It's just meant that it's just not meant to be. Because you know, like, you know where you're trying to go and what you're trying to do. And when that person that you're connected to is not aligning with that, then it's time to kind of break that away from that situation. And a lot of people try to keep that situation together. And I feel like those people are stubborn and those people are selfish because if you know somebody else is trying to do something and you're not on that same that same page, but you're still trying to hold on to them. Let that person go. Let that person go live their life. It's not, it's not, you know, healthy and it's not 
beneficial to neither one of you for to continue to hold on to a situation or to a person when you know that this connect this is y'all are not aligning anymore you know what i'm saying you either have to choose that this is the situation that you're going to continue to be with but if you feel strongly somewhere else and you know that it's not your time then that's fine but you got to let that person go you got to let that person explore and live their life you know what i'm saying because it's not fair even if you're married girl even if you're married, you know, and some people, cause some people get married and they feel like that's it. You know what I'm saying? And some people evolve and grow in, in relationships, whatever, friendships, whatever. Some people just, your past are just not aligning anymore. And like, it's just, it's just part of life. You know what I'm saying? We all have connections and relationships. Some people are here for a lifetime. Some people are here for the spare time. But when I start, and that's one thing I've noticed, like I can get into a connection or I can deal with a person and everything is good. And then it, you get to that point where the question starts arises, like, okay, what, what, what's, what, where is this going? What is this? Where are we going with this? You know what I'm saying? And if you going that way, then that's fine. But I know this is what I want. I'm not going to budge on that because I know my worth. I know who I am. I know what I deserve. And if you're no longer aligning with that and you don't feel the same way, then that's fine. Peace to you, my sister. Peace to you, my brother. It is what it is, but I'm going to go over here where I'm deserved, where I'm wanted, where, you know, where I'm supposed to be. And you can go over there. If we meet again, like Erica Badu, I see you next lifetime. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Exactly. I see you next lifetime because if it's meant to be, it'll be like, I'm not about to, you know, that's one thing I've learned too, to let go. You know what I'm saying? If if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. The people that's supposed to be in my life, they're going to make it evident. They're going to solidify a spot in their life for me. Um, you know, some people make excuses and stuff like that. Honey, I got three kids. I'm a single mother. I've got a job. I work some other stuff. I do everything, but I can still make time for the things and the people that I love. And if somebody starts to say that they got this going on, they got that going on, it's just a damn excuse. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I'm saying? That's just how I feel. Oh, you're right. Everybody is just an excuse. they want time for. I'm yes, people are, make time. I don't care how busy you are. Yes. You talk to whoever it is that you resonate with and vice versa. Yes. I, that's definitely an excuse. Yeah. Walmart knocked on the door, but I got to make my last <laughs> it's, about, uh, it's about healing first. Ain't nobody going to take my groceries. So, <laughs> a great example that I use to remind myself of my purpose mm-hmm. and how I cannot escape it. Mm-hmm. The movie uh the last airbender avatar mm-hmm. if you got netflix it's on there sorry disclaimer for all those who watch the anime and think the movie is whack i get it all that good stuff I see i'm the type of person i didn't watch the anime but i like i watched the movie and i like i'm the same way the anime didn't really hit with me yeah. and i wasn't an anime person but mm-hmm. the movie resonates with me so much with my life mm-hmm. the avatar himself small stories tell you He's pretty much supposed to be the guardian of all the four nations. And all the nations are, you know, connected with the elements. You got the air, water, fire, you know what I'm saying, earth, you know what I'm saying, uh, nations. So it is his job to keep balance. You know what I'm saying? And you learn, and he learns about this job as a child. And a part of this, um, a part of his purpose, he is not allowed to have a family. He can't have, you know, can't have a wife, can't have kids, can't do what other people do because it's his job to take care of everybody. 
Sometimes I feel that's the reason why I don't have children. You know what I'm saying? And I may not have them because it is my purpose, you know what I'm saying, to help others on a larger scale, not just my community. We're talking about the world, wherever it is that I can touch. But if I were to have babies, my main, as a mother, I'm sure you know, as a mother, your main focus is your children. Your family comes first. You, you will sacrifice other people for yours. Mm-hmm. And when your job is to take care of others, that's a conflict. So this is why he wasn't allowed to have a family. But mm-hmm. he tried to fight it. He ran away, called himself dipping off or whatever. He got caught in a storm, survived, but a hundred years passed by. He was stuck in this ice cube for a hundred years, woke up in the same place, <laughs> same age, still having to do what? Be the damn avatar. Mm-hmm. Could not could not run away from his destiny. And the more and the more he tried, the you know what I'm saying, the less he learned, the less he grew, the more he had to let shit go and had to accept who he was and what he was supposed to do. And that's when he started unlocking his power. So I'm saying all this to say to y'all, don't fight your purpose, because you can't. I don't care who you pray to, which 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 road you take in. You are here for a reason. Mm-hmm. And if you don't pull forward, your universe, your God, is going to push you to that edge. You cannot escape what you're here to do. So just go on and do it. And be great. All right? That's the word of the day. Y'all enjoy the rest of y'all Saturday. Real quick, Taquita, tell them how to find you, how to get in touch with you, and all that stuff. Y'all can um, find me, email me at Scorpio2Sun2 at gmail.com. If you're interested in a personal reading, I do tarot. Um, I also have a YouTube channel on YouTube. Um, You can follow me at Taquita Parker, and that's my YouTube channel. I'm also on Facebook. I got a group over there called Scorpio Sun. You can find me on there as well. I have my Instagram as well. So, yeah, I do a lot of stuff, um, and I'm starting a new channel soon. I'll keep y'all updated on when I do that. It's going to be tarot and relationships, like, hand-in-hand, because that's kind of how I got introduced to tarot is through going through, like, some hardships and things like that. That's how I found out I had a gift, and five years later, this is where I'm at. So that's how y'all can find me. All right, all right, all right. Well, you guys know who I am. I am Plump Queen. You can catch me on Facebook as Inspire Media Houston. It's going to come through the quicker again. Here it comes. You can catch me on IG at 9Plump9Queen9, TikTok, Spiritual Amputee, and you can always get all of these podcasts on Anchor. So if you're on Spotify, you can check it out. If you're on Google Podcasts, you can check it out. So there's no reason for you not to get none of this healing or this inspiration. All right, you know that we are launching our streaming channel on Roku in April. I am so excited. Let me get these logos together. I'm, I'm learning, y'all, and you know this tells you vision, so I ain't even going to front. Here we go. All right, we are streaming on Roku TV in April. I am so excited. If you are a content creator, make sure you hit us up because we want your content on our, you know saying, on our channel. This is all about inspiration. This is all about creativity. This is all about inspiring the world with all of your talents. So that is what we're looking for, okay? Also in April, I'll be launching a helping hand talk therapy service. As you as you can see, this is helping folks, you know what I'm saying, all over the world, no matter where you are. So, but some people need a personal touch. 
And some people don't have, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, Scorpio Sun said as a child, she didn't have anybody that she could go to. You know what I'm saying? She kind of had to figure this out on her own, which makes her amazing. But some of us need some help, and that's what we're here for. So I want to start a type of situation where I can give some people some personal time, you know what I'm saying, so we can really get down into this healing. That's what my purpose is, so that's what we're here to do. All right? Of course, make sure every Saturday at noon you come and check us out here on the Soul Sister Therapy Child Pod Con um, Podcast. Ooh, that is a tongue twister. I'm going to get it right the next time. And of course, next week, we're going to have our sister, Misha, who is going to do her spiel on, you know, her experiences, you know, with her traumas. Also on Sunday, which is tomorrow, tomorrow night, make sure you check us out. Me and 33 Master Teacher It's Sundays with Spirit. She is also a tarot reader and an intuitive reader. So she, we kind of mix education and tarot together. So she does a pick of cards and all of that jazz and kind of bring in my forte when it because i'm not a tarot reader i'm gonna tell you all right now i always say that that that's not my gift but i do talk to my ancestors and i feel like i'm supposed to share so you know we're bringing a, a different twist you know what i'm saying on tarot okay that is all i have for right now so we love 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 y'all we're gonna see y'all next week and um of course always here and always be inspired peace, peace.